Hey, it's Jeff Woods. We wanted to ask you for a quick favor. We'd like to get to know you better, which is why we put together a quick quiz that literally takes less than a minute to complete. This will help us learn more about you so we can better serve you this year through our content and our ads. If you'd take one minute to pause this episode and go to theonething.com slash podcast quiz. That's the one thing with the number one in the URL.com slash podcast quiz. It'd mean the world to us. Thanks and enjoy this episode. This is the One Thing Podcast where we teach you the surprisingly simple truth behind extraordinary results. My name's Jeff Woods. I'm the vice president here at the One Thing team. Have you ever heard the 10,000 hour rule? The idea that it takes 10,000 hours of doing an activity before you've truly mastered it. Today, you are going to meet a man who has over 25,000 hours coaching people to their possibilities. You are going to get a behind-the-scenes look at what accountability looks like amplified through the eyes of this man. This was a training that we did for our Living Your One Thing members, and it was so valuable. We wanted to share it with you today and also to give you a little taste of the type of value that we bring to people who choose to work with us. At the end of the day, you've heard us say this before, consuming content is great. We honor you for doing that. And the greatest results come when you back it with action. The entire reason we created Living Your One Thing was so that we could be your accountability partners in getting results, so that you'd have control of your time and clarity on how you want to invest it. We would encourage you as you listen to this to pay close attention and ask yourself the questions as we go through this and really identify where you can implement this because if you do, (laughs) you will be amazed at the results. The first half of the episode, we're gonna be talking about what accountability looks like and toward the second half, you're going to see Tony turn the tables and coach me live on where I've been falling behind my goals and the things that I've done within the last 24 hours to get back on track. With that, let's get into this conversation with Tony DeSalle. Eating healthy is an investment. It's an investment in yourself, but it also often requires an investment of your time. But good news is Factor has delicious ready-to-eat meals that are ever fresh and never frozen. They're chef-created, dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. With Factor, you can choose from a weekly menu of up to 35 options, including popular things like Calorie Smart or Keto Direction or Protein Plus or Vegan and Veggie. Also discover 60 more add-ons every week like breakfast on the go, lunch snacks, beverages to help you stay fueled, feel good all day. And we know our listeners here at The One Thing are focused on health and health goals. That's why we choose to partner with Factor. And if you visit factormeals.com slash 150 and use code 150, you can get 50% off your first month plus 20% off your next month. Again, that's factormeals.com slash ONE50 and use code ONE50 to get 50% off your first month plus 20% off your next month. All right, everyone, welcome to our training today. Uh, this is going to be a really cool one. I'm very grateful to have Tony DeSello with us. He is a coach inside of MAPS Coaching. He's had over 25,000 hours of coaching, which if you think about the 10,000-hour the rule that it takes 10,000 hours to really master something, you've gone 
down that block a few yeah, times. It's absolutely true. So um, we wanted to give you guys a taste today of what accountability looks like amplified. You know that the purpose of the 411 is to have absolute clarity on your priorities. And yet so many of us week after week don't have clarity on our goals. We don't have clarity on our priorities. We continue to do the things that are important and hope to free up time to do the few things that will actually matter most to us. Yep. So today's going to be a, a nice accountability two by four to the face, right? <laughs> if you will. Um, so you were, we were talking before this uh, about the definition of accountability. Right. I think that uh, accountability is a really misunderstood word. Some people think if I have accountability with somebody, they're going to do exactly what they're going to say they're going to do. And it's because we got accountability. Well, that's probably in all those coaching calls, thousands and thousands of coaching calls. That's not true. So we have to look at accountability and everybody, I bet you everybody on this call has their own definition of accountability. So I want to get some clarity on what accountability is and how you work in that direction. So Jeff, what's your definition of accountability? (sighs) Accountability is holding yourself able to do the things that you said you were going to do. Okay. So it's doing the things you said you're going to do. So here's what I would say. Accountability is do what you say you're going to do to yourself or to someone else. Now I'm going to take it another step. It's more than saying I'm going to do it. It's a commitment or a promise. So when you write that down on your 411, are you writing it down as a commitment, commitment, or a promise? Mm. Or you're writing it down, I say I will do it, sort of, maybe, possibly. Uh, or is it really taken at that level? And and basically, what's behind these accountabilities? It's basically driven by your goals. And how deep are your goals? It's driven by your personal vision. So if you're going to build a company that's going to do so much business, are you really committed to building that kind of a business. And if you are willing to do whatever it's going to take, then you will treat an accountability as a commitment, not as something I'm putting on a piece of paper and possibly hope it gets done. Well, let me, let me ask you about that. Cause you know, I've, we've got my business plan in front mm-hmm. of us and I know what our goals are for the year. And I set it with the best of intention. Mm-hmm. How do people know if they're truly committed to it or not? Let me ask you the question. What do you think? How would that show up for you, Jeff? Uh, Can you tell he's a coach? Um, For me, it would show up in my actions every single day. They're focused toward it. Uh, When I'm falling behind, I am not telling myself the story that, oh, I'll just do better next week or next month. I'm changing my actions and making up the gap. And when five o'clock rolls around, if I'm off goal, I'm doing something different. I'm, I'm making it up. That's exactly right. So it, it can be boiled down to three words. Do, not do. <laughs> so if you're committed, you do. If you're not committed, you don't do. And everything else then becomes a what? It becomes an excuse. Mm. E-X-C-U-S-E. Becomes an excuse. So. Then basically what you're looking at is if it's driven as part of your vision for your business and the growth of your business and everybody that works with you has the same desire to hit that goal, then accountability becomes simpler. And you go, well, 
It's that that would be that would make sense. Well, here's the thing: we're asking people that don't have the desire. We're asking people that don't have the commitment to make a commitment they don't have because it's not part of, part of their personal vision. Then we can't figure out why they don't do it because hmm. it's not part of who they are. So you know, when you're hiring people, one of the things you want to look at is you've got a culture, you've got a vision for your company. When you hire people that are going to work for you, you got to ask them right up front. Here's my vision. Here's my GPS. This is what we want to accomplish. Is this something you can buy into? Because if you can't buy into it, you and I are going to have a difficult accountability relationship. Because hmm. I'm going to ask you to do things that might be out of your comfort zone that you won't do. So it, really that accountability, there's got to be some commitment for everybody that you're in relationship with that you're holding them accountable to. And we get that all the time in coaching. A realtor says, I'm going to do this. And I say, okay, tell me you're going to do this. And they're going to go, I'll do it. As a, as a coach, I'm going to go, I don't believe a word you're saying. You're not going to do it. Not with that kind of energy behind it. So look at the energy behind the conversation. They'll say, well, I'll make 20 contacts a day. Okay, so let me ask you a question, Jeff. If I flew over to your town, walked in your office, and said, I noticed you didn't do 20 contacts today. I'm going to chop off your left arm or maybe your right arm. Which are you? You're right-handed? I'm going to chop off your right arm. Now, is it really 20 contacts a day? Or is it a different number if your right arm is at stake? Mm-hmm. What we get, we get lost in, we would worry about our right arm, and we don't do the things that are going to make us millions of dollars. Folks, I want to make this actionable. Look at your 411 right now, and as you go down the list, can you begin to star things that you've put on there with the best of intentions, knowing that those are the activities you need to do, and yet you're not really committed? Right. So really, we have a choice. Accountability is a choice. And we just, Jeff brought it up. It's a choice because we are going to do it or we're not going to do it. It's as simple as that. We have a choice. I'm going to do this for my business. I'm going to make contacts. I'm going to get things developed. I'm going to create something. Whatever it is that you have on your 411 and your 135, or your GPS, basically you have a choice every step. In fact, I was told once in real estate, I had a choice every 15 seconds to do it or not do it. It probably boils down to every second or every minute, whatever mm-hmm. it is. So you have a choice, You have and you, you have a choice to do it or not do it. You have a choice to begin. You have a choice to change the actions. So it's really accountability is something that you decide about. So when you put this together, when you do your GPS, is it really driven by actions you won't give up on? If you have to work 24 hours a day, are you willing to do that? So that's one thing about accountability. I want you to know it's not one of those magic pills everybody's looking for in businesses. If I do this one thing, everything is going to flip overnight. We're in a company that spent 30 years, 30-some years, creating to be number one in our industry. It was, a, it was a vision that took 33 years, basically 33 years. 
Take that by the number of days in a work year. That's thousands of days to get to our goal. Are you willing to establish a goal and then stay with it that long and be committed to it that long? So it's really, it's not a tool. It's not a process. It's just sitting down with people and willing to have true discussions. And if you go back to Susan Scott, it talks about having fierce conversations. Mm -hmm. So when we look at accountability, one thing I want to get clear on is it's nothing more than reality. What do you mean by that? So reality is, I'm going to ask you a question. Pick out, so what what on your GPS are you not doing at the level you want to be doing it at? Which, and I'll, and I'll share my GPS with you guys so that you can see what I'm looking at here real quick. We have a goal this year, a revenue and a profit goal. And there's four major priorities that'll get us there. One is growing our database by a very specific number. One is growing this membership platform by a specific number, getting into corporate training, and then coaching leads. The one that I'm falling behind on that I'm really questioning how committed I am is the number one priority. Okay. Number one priority is sell an additional 250 copies of the world. No, 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 no. So so gross an additional 70,000 email addresses, netting 750,000 engaged by working three low-cost sources. Okay. So I'm going to ask you a question. Yeah. You and I are now in a confrontational situation. (laughs) So I'm going to ask you one question that will bring reality to a fact. Are you, right now, you have 70,000 you want to do. So basically you want to do what, about? Fifty-five thousand a month. I no. I need fifty-five hundred a month. I need to gross, or I need to net an additional twenty-five thousand email addresses that are engaged. Okay, so about two thousand a month. Yes. Okay. So now reality, which you also have to consider churn. So when you put that into it, we're talking about six thousand a month. Six thousand a month. So we are now on the second to last day of January. Are you on goal? No, I actually don't know. Okay. So that's, that's confrontation, which is a part of accountability. People get really confused about confrontation. How come you're not doing it? The question is, you're not on goal. You don't even know where you are. Yes. So now we're going to confront that situation, and we're going to create an accountability behind it. And we'll, uh, we'll go into more detail on this a little later. But this is the thing about confrontation. People think it's putting people in really awkward positions. Do you feel awkward right now? No. No. It's just the fact that we're behind goal on one of the GPSs, and now we're going to talk about how to fix it. The accountability is going to come in the actions that get caught up. Mm -hmm. And in our coaching program in MAPS, we call that a one-minute protocol. The minute you're off goal, so I'll ask you a question. Were you off goal on January 2nd? No. Okay. When did you get off goal? Somewhere around the middle of the month. Okay. So around the 15th of the month, we got behind goal. Mm-hmm. And we kind of lost interest in it all altogether because we don't even know where we I, are now. I, right? I got attracted by the shiny objects that were below it, primarily the, the corporate training. That's mm-hmm. the big sexy domino mm-hmm. that I really want to knock over. Mm-hmm. And this is the boring domino that makes everything else easier than us. In an okay. So the minute you got behind goal, we call it a one-minute protocol. The minute you get behind goal, 
you've got to redo your protocols and say, okay, to get back on goal, I got to do this and I'm going to start it today or tomorrow. So, or leverage it. Right. Who else is good? Who else can help me get this done? Then we create that. Because here's the thing. When numbers are really big at 6,000 a month and you drop 3,000, that means next month you got to do 9,000. Yeah. Well, you can't do six. You're only doing three. And how are you going to jump to nine unless you've got change your action substantially or leverage it substantially? That's right. So those are the things you have to look at is once you get behind goal and where you're at, what are you going to do that minute to change it? Because if you don't, the accumulated number gets to be so big. Because by March 31st, if you only do 3000 a month, you're now 9000 behind. Now you're going to do your goal of 6000 for nine months, which is 54 plus another nine. You've got to do 63000 in nine months, and you can't even do 54000 in nine months. Mm-hmm. So the, pro- the protocol has to change, or the activities have to change immediately. Then there's got to be accountability behind those changes. Mm-hmm. If you wait, it's, it, it's too late, and, and there's no magic pill. The number is just every day the numbers accumulate and accumulate and accumulate. Yeah. And, and then we, we say, well, we'll catch it up because it's only January. By time you see, by the time you get to March, if you don't do something about it, you're nine thousand behind. Yeah, and then before you know it, you're yeah. just you're not going to. Yeah, have and it. you're going you, to before you know it. The big thing you got to be careful of is just flat out screw it mm-hmm. and just giving up on that whole number and saying, you know, I know I wanted, uh, I know I wanted, I got to do six thousand a month. I know I wanted seventy two thousand. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be happy with thirty. And now you put your business. If you need seventy thousand in a year and you settle for thirty, you now put your business really a year and a half behind. Hmm. Isn't that a scary thing? Because you need those seventy-two thousand people to reach next year's goal. If you only do thirty and you needed seventy, you're forty thousand behind. You could be. You could have screwed up nineteen and even part of twenty. Is anybody else having an aha moment about how we tell ourselves these stories that sometimes we're only falling so far behind, yet Tony just magnified the impact? Yep. That was, that was good. So there's a, a little, a, a little a coaching thing we do, which is, can we tell them what to draw? Yeah, sure. Don't. Okay. So if you want to draw a box and then divide it into four sections, okay, upper left, just put a plus sign. And then say present. Then in the lower left, a negative sign in the word present. Then in the lower lower right, a negative sign in the word future. And then a positive and future on the upper right. So eventually what I did with Jeff was we took a positive president, we present, we have it as a goal. And we were on goal, so everything was great until the 15th of January. Then we talked about the negative present. We're behind goal by 3,000. And then to make that negative a little bit more unpalatable or painful, we call it pain and pleasure, to create more pain, we talked about being 9,000 behind. Oh, we created a little bit more pain by being, you know, Never getting to 70 and ending up with 30. 
Oh, we also created a little bit more negative pain going, you just screwed up 19 and part of 20. And what we do then is it's real simple. Now we build a plan. The positive future is how do we take this negative future and say, how do we get caught up in in the 72,000 or 70,000 in 2018? So we have 19 and 20 all set up because we did this here. So we just, by changing our actions, and it's not going to be a small change. It's going to be a substantial change. And by doing that, though, we get ourselves back on track. Or we do what? Nothing. We nothing, and there's a middle in between. Hmm. We change the goal. Yeah. Now, when you change the goal, then Jeff, all of you have to say, okay, I'm going to change the goal. If I don't have that many email addresses and the people to work with, am I get what? How much in the future will that affect it? Will that affect my 19? Because really, if you're really doing all your planning correctly, you should have your plan for 19 done, your plan for 20 done, your plan for 21 done, your plan for 22 done, and your plan for 23 done. Five years out. At the same time, you're going to have your organization chart for 19, 20, 21, 22, and 23. Oh, by the way, you're also going to have your budget done for 19, 20, 21, 22, and 23. So then you say, okay, if I screw up part of 18, how does that affect my 19 through 23? Because here's what a lot of people do. They plan. They don't create the accountabilities. They don't create the protocol. And they got an 18 plan that really gets executed in 19 because they didn't plan in 17 for what they needed to do in 18. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and all this is a tie to accountabilities to the actions. Is this making any sense? Yeah, hundred percent. Hold on. I'm reading some of your guys' comments. So Jethro asked a question. He said, should we try to catch up? What is our goal? What if our goal was delusional to begin with? Jethro, there is no delusional goal. There's delusional actions. Every goal is attainable. We just need the actions to attain the goal. Mm-hmm. Now, I had one fellow come up with me and his plan, and all he needed to do, he and his team needed to lead generate 38 hours a day. Now, his plan wasn't delusional. The actions were delusional since there's only 24 hours in a day, and he didn't have enough people to leverage 38 hours because there are people that in our industry that I have a friend that lead generates to 90 hours a day. They make 900 contacts a day. They have 30 people doing three hours a day is 90 hours. So Drethro, you can catch up as long as you're creating the leverage to hit the numbers you need to hit to achieve your goal. Yeah. So there are no delusional goals. There's delusional actions or delusional inactions. (laughs) Well, I remember when you and I took a call before and I was sharing, I've been public about this, how it's taken more of an investment to get this membership to the place that it is now, you know, we're just shy of a a thousand members. And you asked a bigger question, which was, what's the one thing you're not doing that if you started doing immediately would take you to 50,000 members in the next five years? Right. Which made me just realize I'm, I'm taking actions that are too small. Mm -hmm. I just need to 
switch the action. Instead of going after the individual, I have to go after the masses. Yeah, so Jethro, when you think about that, then is what Jeff just said is that's why we have you go out and think five years out. Because if it's going to be 50,000 in five years, that all trickles down to what do I need to do in 18 to make sure I hit 50,000 in 23, if that's the goal. And so I don't think there's anything delusional. There are big numbers. You just got to figure out, do I have the people? Mm-hmm. Well, let's put it this way. Do I have the right people to do the actions to create the business to hit the business goals? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the thing we always have to be most careful of is the, that accountability is, Susan Scott says, it's interrogating the reality. And so I, I would just ask yourself, are you inter- interrogating the reality of where you are? Are you being honest with yourself? Because you call it delusional. I call it, you know, my clients, a lot of my clients just hallucinate their world. And then when we get to reality, they go, oh, my gosh, there's no reality in this thing at all. There is. There's no reality in your actions because you haven't planned your staff to give you the leverage. Because once your business is beyond you, then you have to be you have to get out of your business. Um, Michael Gerber calls it the e-myth. And he says in the e-myth is. It's it's a myth that you're an entrepreneur. You're basically a technician that doesn't have a business, and you you want it. So you've taken on 26 jobs instead of just one. Instead of just being whatever you do, you have to hire and all that. So we really have to look at that in this part too. You are switching from an entrepreneur to a business person, and we our company calls it E to P, entrepreneurial to productive. Productive is you've got the right people, you're leveraged. You got the right models, you're leveraged again. You got the right systems. You got the right hiring techniques. You got all the things in place so that you can leverage yourself out. Because if you don't leverage yourself out, you're only going to get so big because you only can do so much. Then you're a technician, not an entrepreneur. Go into the hallucinating versus reality because when we were talking about this before and I see this happening week after week with people doing their 411s and they'll get it down on paper what their priorities are and then they go through the day with a calendar that doesn't match their priorities. They do all the stuff that doesn't matter hoping to free up time to do the things that matter most. That leads because one of the biggest things in accountability is your calendar. Your calendar has to match your goals. So if your job takes... An activity in your job takes three hours and is not in your calendar for three hours, and you don't live to that three hours, then you're hallucinating your calendar. It's a time-blocking calendar. You do what it says it's going to do to create the activities you need to do to hit the goal. So basically, your calendar or your time-blocking schedule has to equal your goal. Mm. So if your goal is to create... 70,000 new email addresses or 6,000 a month, roughly, then there's got to be time built in the calendar every day to do that if it's not there or somebody do it. 
and which in your calendar is a check-in with them to make sure they're doing it, and that can be part of your stand-up with them, which would be a quick meeting in the morning. Where are you? What are you going to do today? We're behind. Good. What are you going to do to get caught up? I don't know. Then I need a plan in the next 20 minutes. And when are you going to start on it? We're going to start on it at 9 o'clock. Great. When will you be done today? Well, we're scheduled for three hours. Doesn't look like three hours is enough. Can you do five hours today? Well, I'd have to get rid of some things. Okay. Now, is it more important than adding those people to your list? No, it's not. Then they need to be eliminated. <laughs> uh, surprisingly simple truth by well, an extraordinary y- results. Here's the thing. Um, if you do any, if we, we're both influenced by Gary Keller, and, and Gary Keller's idea of building a business is real simple. Uh, and we have a quote in one of our training programs is, success is simple, not easy. It's the not easy part. We're all looking for the easy button and go, here you go. There, we just added 20,000 people to your mailing list just by magic. There's no magic pill in, in the business world. And so you got to figure out what it's going to take to get it done. Your accountability has got to be to that schedule. I just made some notes. So real quick question. How many of you, if we were looking at your calendar right now, does it reflect reality versus it reflecting a hallucination? Put either reality or hallucination into the questions box. So D says reality. Deirdre says hallucinations. Reality, 80%, 80% of it. All right. I'm, I would love to tear some of these apart because I'm not buying it. I see a lot of, lot of hallucinations. Yeah. So here's ask yourself a simple question. If your, if your 411 in your time blocking schedule is on track, then you should be exactly where you need to be on a 29th of January goal-wise. Every one of your goals should be on track. So now, those of you that put down reality, if you'd like to change it to hallucination, <laughs> you can. Because it really boils down to, is your on goal? If you're not on goal, you're hallucinating. And, and the reason I say that is, we got to figure out, we can't give away days like we talked about earlier. You can't give away days to hallucinated numbers. You're either on track or you're not on track. You're hitting your numbers or you're not hitting your numbers. Now, what's the accountability for your time blocking schedule? Who has a copy of your time blocking schedule? Mm. In real estate, we would give our time blocking schedule to every one of our assistants. Not only that, the realtors that were brave enough, they would give it to their clients, saying, if you want to know what I'm doing, in fact, Diana Kokoska, who is the CEO of, of MAPS Coaching, what she did with her clients, she would say, look, I lead generate between 9 and 11 every day. If you'd like to come to my office and watch me, just drop in, and I will be doing my calling from 9 to 11. Now, who's the who's her accountability partner? Her clients. Her clients. Because she says, drop in. And she says, if I'm door knocking in your area, I will knock on your door and let you know. And you can watch me go from door to door if you'd like. So are you creating those accountabilities in your schedule 
by giving your schedule to everybody, giving it to your boss, giving it to your clients, saying, this is what I'm doing. If you want to check, come on by my office or just call me. You're, you're touching on one of the biggest, um, you said earlier, excuses right. that people use. My boss stops by and asks if I've got a minute. The people around me are always asking if I can help them. I'm getting calls from customers, and they use those as excuses to justify them not taking action on their activities. Okay, so right now, if you you got an activity blocked out, you leave your phone outside your work area, you leave your computer outside your work area, you put a note on your door saying, I'm doing my what? One thing. I'm doing my one thing, and that's it. And when they say, got a minute, it's simple. It's one of the four thieves of success, chapter 17, and the one thing. The number one thing people can't do is say the crazy little word, N-O. No. Do you have a second? No, not now. Do you have a minute? Nope, I don't even have a minute. I don't have, I don't have a millisecond. Now, I'll be done at 11, and, if, and a lot of people, what they do is they just put a sheet on the door saying, uh, I'm doing my one thing, and if you want to meet, put down your name and your issue. Oh, when you bring an issue, also bring three, three solutions. And if they bring three solutions, chances are they won't need to meet with you. Because they'll figure it out themselves. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of little tricks to this schedule. It is, it's, it's the number one thing you've got to do in your business is stay on your schedule. And we say in, in our training program called Bold, we say if it's not in your schedule, it doesn't exist. So if your schedule says today I'm going to do something and your boss says let's go to lunch, say I've already booked, is there another time we could do it? Because if it's not in your schedule, it doesn't exist. So build a schedule. Now, Michael Gerber says build a schedule where you have holes in it. So don't fill every minute or every second. Build time in the morning, time in the afternoon where you've got free time. So if somebody needs something as an emergency, build it into your schedule. So your schedule has holes and openings to do that. And then he says, look at your schedule every day. And get a time, look at your time bandits. What's stealing your time? Mm-hmm. It's, it's critical. The time blocking is, you know, think about this. You want, you want to be in the office and do a certain thing every day. Look at this idea. Your schedule for the morning really starts the night before. Because your day is broken into four pieces. The things you do from the time you get up until the time you leave for work. Your AM work activities, your PM work activities, and then your activities after work. I had a lady who lived in New York City. They don't eat till 10 or 11 o'clock at night. So for her to get up early in the morning, that was difficult because not only did they go out and eat a lot, when you eat out in New York, you also have a few glasses of wine and you relax and you go to bed at midnight. Well, it's really hard to get up at five so you can exercise and put your mind in the right place and get to the office early enough that you have a full morning. So we have a concept called your morning starts the night before. So really plan your night so that it really moves into your next day. And then what are your accountabilities? Who's holding you accountable? Mm. 
Do you have an assistant? Does she call you two or three times a day and ask you one question? Tell me what you're doing right now. She's got your <laughs> schedule in your hand. And it says, what are you doing right now? Uh, I'm uh, having lunch. Well, it says you're not supposed to have lunch for another hour. Well, I happened to meet a friend and we went to lunch. Cancel lunch and get back on your schedule. If you're absolutely committed to your schedule. Mm-hmm. so. Um, Folks, you're likely starting to see the reason why. I mean, part of the reason that we created Living Your One Thing is so that you could at least have clarity on your priorities. So at any moment, you know if number one for this week is not crossed off, you know what you should be doing. That raises the personal level. Yet, you know, Gary has a coach. Jay has a coach. I have a coach. The whole reason is because when you have somebody who's constantly there every single week putting their finger in your eye, raising that level of accountability, do you think – you get better results. Yeah, and here's the thing. If you go into page 54 and 55 in of, the the, one thing. of the One Thing book, it basically says, what is accountability? It's nothing more than taking an activity, doing it, doing it with a discipline that says, I'm going to do it every day, that turns it into a habit, So, which says, if I don't do it, it's really out of, out of whack. Like, I've got a client that I coached. Um, he started making calls every morning at 9 o'clock on January 2nd, 2000. He has not missed a day of lead generation since that day. So he's now going on his 18th year of doing it. It went from a discipline to a habit to a way of life to a life. And he says, if I don't make my calls... I won't get it done. Now, here's the important part. His business is built where it's leveraged more. So today, he's not making calls looking for business. He's looking for talent. He still calls every day. He doesn't call. Probably when he started, he was a young realtor making a few hundred thousand a year. Today, he's a mega agent making millions of dollars a year. All created from that habit of doing it every day. And now instead of doing 240 days, he's probably down to 150 days a year. Looking for the talent to leverage them. And then he teaches them the same thing. You work for him, guess what you do every day? You make your calls. You make your calls. So whatever that activity is your people need to do, remember, it, it, it's, a, it's a discipline to a habit, and then the accountability goes up. So where does the accountability needed? It needs? It's needed from... Creating the discipline and really sticking with the discipline to make it a habit. Yeah. Because once it becomes a habit, I don't need to go to Jeff and say, did you do your calls? We don't even, that subject is out of the way. Now is, how many did you interview for that position? How many people did you talk to that you could interview? Because in a world of today with a 4.1% unemployment, finding people is hard. Finding talent you just got to talk to a lot of people. We've got one realtor that we work with. He's interviewing. He's going through 700 resumes a week looking for talent. So, I mean, it's so it's it's really boils down to get building that habit and then turning your schedule into a whole series of habits. Yeah. And I think that's what you've been teaching, right? Yes. Yeah. So just do what you've been watching for how long you've been watching it. Just go do it every day and never miss. And then it's no big deal. 
So can we, um, uh, let's open it up for some questions here real quick, folks. And then I think maybe if we can turn the tables and facilitate what a coaching conversation looks like. Uh, If you guys have a question before we dive into that, go ahead and put that in the questions box right now. And, And we will say behind the scenes, we are working on creating what does it look like to have one thing coaching. So if, if that's of interest, email me Jeff at the one thing.com with the number one. So Jeff at the one thing.com and put coaching in the subject line. We've been developing the list of names. And as we get uh, closer to that, we'll reach out if it's a fit. Jay asked, if we don't have a coach or an assistant yet, what's the best way to keep myself accountable? I mean, Jay, the highest form of accountability is a coach. It's why we all have them. And what's, what's, if somebody doesn't have a coach and they're not in that position yet, where else can they go? Anywhere. Find, find a friend who will hold you accountable. Now, the challenge with a friend is they can't give in to say, oh, I understand. There is no understanding. Either you're on schedule or you're off schedule. If you're off schedule, then it, get back on schedule and, and do it immediately. So um, a spouse could be your accountability partner because you both benefit from that. Now that could create some issues. Yeah. Uh, My wife does not want me to be her accountability partner. I got that. I do not have that permission. Uh, And, and that's a difficult thing for people. Somebody else, are you, are you, if you're an entrepreneur, then, and you have no employees, then um, you can create an accountability with somebody that, uh, Oh, I want to, I'll tell you who the best accountability partner is. If you have kids, use your kids as your accountability partner. Yeah. So how do you do that? You say to your children, uh, at the end of the month, the last Saturday of the month, if I do what I'm supposed to do, and you really don't know what that is, and I'll be honest with you, we're going to go to the amusement park on Saturday for the day. And how we're going to do that is we're going to get a calendar, and every day I do what I'm supposed to do, I'm going to come home and we're going to put a gold star on that day. And see all these days? If there's a gold star in every one of these days on the calendar, then we will go to the amusement park. Oh, if we, I don't do my job every day, oh. I'm sorry to say we won't be able to go to the amusement park. So uh, that's good. So that could be a, a monthly activity with your kids. You can do something really special for the family. I will do this every day for a quarter. I had a guy first quarter of the year was always a little slow for him. So he had to do so many contacts and take so many listings. And so what he did is he paid for a one week trip to Disney World in advance, bought the airline tickets, told his kids, did the gold stars. And um, I tell you, every time he got behind, I'd get texts because he had to text me every day. Or this was before text. So this was emailing. He emailed me every day whether he did his contacts or not. And then he got home and gave him the gold star. And there were times I'd get emails at 10 o'clock at night saying I got a little behind and I can't I can't go home and not have the gold star. Mm-hmm. And he said, a seven-year-old boy and a nine-year-old boy, we're going to Disney World And if I don't do my job, we won't go. He says, my kids may leave me if I don't take them to Disney World. Mm -hmm. So the accountability was he never, whenever he got behind, he got caught up pretty quickly because the last thing he was going to do is let a seven-year-old and a nine-year-old down. 
So there's there's some accountabilities. Plan a vacation and don't take it. You can create these yourself. So anything you can do, anybody that can just hold you accountable that won't get weenie on you and let you off the hook. Who are the so. who are the people? Because I saw a few of you say I don't have kids or don't have um, a coach or an assistant to hold me. Who's the person in your life that is going to go where you want to hide? They're not going to be your BFF. They're not going to let you off the hook. They are the type of person that will go where you want to hide. Every single one of us can name somebody like that. Do the digging. Uh, Use your clients. There you go. And and for those of you who joined late, uh, this is Tony DeCello. He is a coach with Maps Coaching, which we are in partnership with and working on creating One Thing Coaching for all of you. Uh, He's got over 25,000 hours of coaching, which if you think about the 10,000 hour rule, he's two and a half times that. So there is an incredible level of mastery in what he's bringing to the table today. They're ready for us to turn the tables. Okay. What we did was we asked Jeff where he is. Go back to that little drawing. Yeah. We put him in positive present. So, Jeff, we're right now, we're halfway through the month. At the halfway point in the month, you, you dropped off. What specifically happened on the 15th of the month that created the drop-off? I knew, and before that, as I've realized, I don't actually have a system in place to know where I stand at any every single given moment. I knew the first half of the month we were on track because I was looking at um, some leads that came in through a very specific traffic source. Mm-hmm. However, that's the traffic source we don't want to rely on. Okay. Outside of that, I can't tell you what we've grossed, what we've netted. I just, I just don't know. Okay, so who... When somebody gets added to it, where do, who tracks that number? That falls to me currently. Okay. It doesn't have to, and it does currently. So what's your role? CEO of the company. You're CEO of the company, and you're tracking numbers. Yeah. Do you have anybody that works for you? An executive assistant. And is she tracking numbers? Not to the level of detail that I am. Okay. So... Is there a system we could create for her to start tracking the numbers tomorrow? Absolutely. Great. So what, by what time tomorrow will that system be in place and you can send it to me? 10 a.m. 10 a.m. You're going to send me the system of tracking the numbers. Yep. Good. So now we know we're behind goal. Mm -hmm. Great. Okay. And we got to catch up. So if we start by tracking the numbers every day, do we have a system in place where we could be adding the 6,000 people? So 6,000 divided by 30 is what? 200. 200. So that means 200 a day. Do you have a system to create 200 names a day? Not that I feel confident in. Okay. That, and I think that's part of where this comes from is I have, when I look at my GPS and I look at the very specific strategies, I am not 100% confident that they're going to yield the results. Okay. So what, what would have to change for you to yield 200 a day, specifically? The whole idea here is currently the number one source of our leads. One of the major sources is paid advertising, which we don't want to be the lead source. We want that to be an amplifier. That's where the majority of the leads are coming from. Then you've got organic traffic to our site, 
which you don't control. Mm-hmm. There's things I can do in terms of reaching out to other people, us creating content. And that's where selling more books, creating, writing more books, or launching a planner, these have a long tail that'll get us there. Those are owned by other people. They're not owned by me. Right. And, and I don't feel comfortable with that. And could those start creating leads for you tomorrow? No. Okay. So are you saying you don't have a system to create 200 leads a day? Yes. What could you create per day? Guaranteed, dead on, life or death, how many leads can you create per day? I don't know. If you were to know, could you hallucinate a number? Is Is it zero? Really? Are you guaranteed you could do zero? No, I can pick up the phone and call people. And no, get no, no, right. no, you can't do that because we can't get it done. What's a system that could help you move towards leverage 200? You, you got to leverage 200 a day. There's no way around it. Is there any system you have right now where you could get the leverage? It's, it's in place through cold traffic, through ads, driving to things. It's not predictable, though. Mm, it's pretty predictable. Okay, so how many leads, how many names could you get per day? We're currently getting 5,000 a month through that. The whole idea is that we don't want our backbone to be on advertising. Until then, what's your option? I don't have a better one. So we have to live with that. Okay. Okay. Because now you only got to create 1,000. Correct. But here's which, the- which the site organic leads that will we exceed a thousand a month okay through that okay so we, we we do have a way of getting it we don't like it correct and we have no option yes so we're going to live with that <laughs> okay. okay so we got to get so we figure out where you are can you get caught up by the end of february or is it march when will you be caught up by so that means I think by the, the end I think, of February, would you have 12000 or by the end of March, 18000 Which one? I think I, by the end of February. Okay. So February, we'd have to be at 12000 Mm-hmm. So tomorrow, will you tell me where, exactly where you are? Yep. And um, what the gap is? Yep. Okay. Then we have, do you count workdays or do you count every day? Workdays. Workdays. Okay. So there's two more work days in this month. No, there's going to be one because you're going to give me the numbers tomorrow. So there's the 31st. How many work days will there be in February? Call it 20. I can tell you exactly. Uh, are you in Anaheim? I am in Anaheim. Is that an excuse? No, it's just will you be tracking the numbers while you're in Anaheim? I can track the numbers okay. while I'm in Anaheim. Okay, so we got 21 days. 5, 10, 15. There's 20 days, 20 work days in February. Great. Okay. So you got the 31st plus 20 is 21 days. I want you to break your gap into 21 days. So that'll be so many per day, right? Yeah. Which would be more than 200 a day. Okay. And then here's what we're going to do. You're going to text me every day. (laughs) Uh, There it is. Text me every day your number. And I want three numbers. What's your goal? So uh, that goal will change every day, right? Because you're adding numbers. Right. So I want your goal, where you're at, and the gap. And the gap. Well, the goal would remain consistent to get 12,000, right? 
Okay, yeah, the goal would be 12,000, right. Where I'm at. Right, and what's the gap? Okay. Yeah, the, the, the goal. The, or is it the daily goal, like if it's yeah, 205? Let's, let's just make it 12,000. Okay, it's way got too it. complicated. So is that is that something you absolutely positively can live to? Yes. Great. So based on our commitment, should there ever be a gap? No. Okay. So I'm looking forward to a zero gap every day. And if you don't, you and I will talk. I like talking to you. Great. <laughs> These calls may be a little different than, than, the, than the, the fun calls we've been having. And, and it's really simple. What happened? Because remember, we have to look at the significance of that 70,000. Right. Because if it's really a significant number to you, you'll do it. If it's, if it's not a number, for everybody, if your numbers are not significant to you, then you've got to question them. Because you're not going to put in those extra hours. You're not going to be working on a Sunday night unless there's some significance to those numbers. So what we just did is nothing more than a coaching. But here's the thing. Jeff, getting this back on track, getting these numbers caught up by the end of February, staying with the numbers to the end of the year, a positive future, what's this going to do for your business? It's, it's everything because it's not necessarily just revenue today. It's when we publish our next book. It's when we launch the technology platform, it's corporate training clients. It's, it all comes from okay. this one thing. So that one thing will create what, what will you do? Will you do more business over the next five years is what you're saying? Yeah, absolutely. Do you have any idea how impactful this could be? Could it mean thousands of names? Could it mean tens of thousands of books? What do you- I mean, it could be massive. I mean, there's one specific person who's on this training right now that's opening the door to a Fortune 100 company because of this. Okay. I mean, that could scale to 20,000 people being impacted. Yeah. So here's the thing. We don't know who that right person that we add to the list. Like, I have a lady who called expireds. She called one person that over the next three years gave her $1.3 billion in real estate sales. $1.3 billion. That totaled to be 30-some million dollars. Now, if she didn't do her calls that day or decided to have an excuse for not doing her calls that day, she wouldn't have contacted it. Oh, she lives in San Diego, and it was a little condo in downtown San Diego. She almost didn't call it. It just happened to be attached to a guy doing conversions, and he did $1.3 billion in sales with her personally. So we don't know what's going to happen when we skip a name, when we don't do an activity, when we don't make a contact we need to make, when we don't create a system we need to have. We don't know the future consequences of that. So this whole thing for Jeff, the positive future is, he just told me it's really the future of the business. Yet he worked more on two, three, and four that didn't have the same future for the business. So what he was saying is it's more fun to do these, and that one is boring. Well, I'm going to tell you right now, 
And this is a really important aspect. You want a boring business. <laughs> I'm going to tell you from experience with hundreds of thousands of realtors, the more boring your business will be, the more profit, profitable you will be. Think of this. When your business is boring with models and systems and no drama and no, everything is planned out in advance and it's predictable and duplicatable, how much money are you making? A lot. A lot. What's a business like when it's full of drama and all of these things happening? Chaotic. Chaotic and no money. <laughs> so here's the thing. I tell people, go build a boring business. You want excitement? Take that money. Go jump out of an airplane. I just saw a story about the guy that went to the, you know, bought a rocket ride. Uh, uh, went into outer space. Do whatever you want to do. That was a $20 million trip. He didn't care because he had the $20 million to take a rocket up. Create excitement in other parts of your life. Don't put them in your business. And we go chasing the, the shiny objects, you know, squirrel, 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 squirrel. Stop chasing the squirrels. Build a boring business. Then you can chase the squirrels in your other life. So there is a certain degree to this boring part. It's critical. Because that's the core of your business. So I'll leave you with uh, just one other quick thing. Everybody draw a straight line, real quick, horizontal line. Okay. So uh, on one end, put on the right end, put S. On the left end, put F. In the middle, put A. This is, this is the success cycle. Now, between the A and the S, write, don't like to do... <laughs> Don't like to do and uncomfortable. And on the other side between the A and the F, write down like to do and comfortable. And this comes from Gary Keller. Basically, F is failure, success is S is success, A is average. The people that are successful do the things they don't like to do and they do the things that are uncomfortable to do. The people that sit in that average to failure at do what they like to do and they do what's comfortable. And let's face it, if you're not uncomfortable, you're not growing. And we all are in the business to grow our business. Here's the key. Your business has to grow to the extent you do. You can't grow a business without growing your mind. And as Gary tells us, your, your life is going to be like the five people you hang around with. And Gary Keller is a perfect example of creating that environment. Uh, I've got lots of friends that have done that. Hang around with the people where you want to be. And so hold yourself accountable to that. Have lunch with a billionaire every month or a multi, not a guy. Everybody can, you can be a millionaire. Just about anybody can be a millionaire. Find somebody that makes $200 million a year. Go have lunch with them and ask them how they got there. What was their biggest failure? Hold yourself accountable to that. All this can be done by just creating accountabilities for yourself. So your definition of accountability is to do the things you promised or committed, committed, committed to do, not just something you'd like to do. So, Jeff, hopefully we got some points across for him. Thank you very much, Tony. Uh, folks. Hopefully this has helped you. Uh, 
we would encourage you to share this with somebody. Um, we're going to send an email recap out after this. Um, think of a person that you really know who needs to hear this message. How can you either share this with them or how, what of this can you turn around and teach them? Because we know we're all on this journey to mastering our time that requires that we turn around and grab the hands of people that need it most. Or ask them to be your accountability partner. That's good too. <laughs> and um, email me, Jeff, at theonething.com if you're interested when we're ready to launch the, the coaching program. Put coaching in the subject line. That way we can have you ready to go. So thank you, Tony. Really appreciate you. My pleasure. Thank you. All right, everyone. See you guys next week. Well, there you have it. My conversation with Tony DeCello. Wow. Uh, folks, what'd you learn? I'll tell you what. Uh, it's amazing. I love how at the beginning he talked about you and I are in a confrontational relationship right now. And when you heard what he asked, it wasn't even uncomfortable. Have you been telling yourself the story that confrontation or accountability has to be this aggressive type of experience with another person? It's simply confronting reality together. Reality is, for us, I didn't have clarity. I didn't have a system in place to ensure that I had absolute clarity on where we stand toward our goals. That's a problem. And realized it was a big problem when he's talking about the fact that if we fall behind this year, we're not just falling behind this year, we're giving up on next year's goals and the year's goals after that and the year's goals after that has a tremendous impact. Within two hours of us ending the conversation with Tony, I had our system in place. And what was amazing is I realized we actually weren't behind at all. We were right on track. In fact, in, in one of the areas, we were actually ahead. This was amazing. Yet yeah, It was just the lack of clarity. Our question for you is, do you have a system in place so that at any single moment, you know where you stand towards your goal? And if not, what's the consequence of that? Are you giving up on your future? And the other thing that I just loved in this episode is, is comparing reality to hallucinations. If you are going through your day not being clear on your priorities, not having your calendar reflect your priorities, falling behind against your goals, and yet you're telling yourself the story that you're doing a good job, are you living in reality or are you hallucinating? No right or wrong answer here. The idea is that you get clarity, that you truly look in the mirror and say, where am I? So that you can ask, what's the one thing I can do such that by doing it, everything else will be easier or unnecessary. If this has helped you, who's someone in your world that needs to hear this? Someone in, their, in, in, in your world that they've got a tough time looking in the mirror and just maybe hearing Tony's voice will shine a little light on that area that they've been hiding. And you share it with them because you're willing to take a stand for their greatness when they may be fighting for their limitations. Will you share it with them? If you are one of those people who that special someone shared this with you and uh, you'd like some more of this, click that subscribe button. That way, all future episodes are automatically downloaded to your device. And the way that we know if you really love this episode is if you leave a rating and review on your podcast player of choice and you specifically note, I listened to episode 115 with Tony DeCello and wow, like, share that with us because then we'll know do you want some more Tony? We'll bring some more Tony for you if you like it. You got to share it though. And you got to let us know. Folks, thank you for being the type of person 
who invests in your education, and thank you for being the type of person who commits to taking action. We look forward to continuing the journey with you in the next episode.